Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture, Michael Hamlet and Michael Sidgwick, here to look at tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Rampage, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT2, but... Oh! Pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a money good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, we're joined by Hamlet and Sidrich. Look ahead to AW Dynamite tonight. But before we get into that, we didn't get a chance to discuss AW Rampage uh, last week, Sidge. Uh, we previewed it, but we didn't get to discuss all the fallout from it. Um, and, you know, quite possibly... Well, I, I sense a segment that made you, Sige, say... No! No, no, no! Was that the worst moment in AEW yes. history? Yes, it was. Talk me through it, then. If people haven't seen it, it is the firm... So the firm have kidnapped Asaya Cassidy in what I presume to be the same building because subsequent to the, let's face it, murder attempt, <laughs> call the authorities <laughs> and don't do the match, please. They're trying to murder Isaiah Cassidy. And because wrestlers just have a very limited frame of reference that begins and ends with the f***ing Dark Knight. Well, dressed up like the f***ing Joker. They're all f***ing have the gimmick as the f***ing Joker. They all tell f***ing stories that you live long enough to become the villain because they've all f- watched the Dark Knight. <coughs> Poor choice of words. And then they do that thing where it's like, let him go. <laughs> I will. And by that, I mean the other meaning behind the expression. Big Bill tries to kill Isaiah <laughs> Cassidy by choke slamming him on concrete, which you don't see the impact because it's fake shit. <laughs> it's presumably in the same part of the building because Matt Hardy, after just the worst acting you've ever seen in your <laughs> life, goes to run off because he's frightened about his ostensibly dead mate. <laughs> Significantly more frightened than Hook, who just goes, we're not going to kick their ass. Oh, well, he's dead. Boom's getting he's deleted. He's dead and buried. You say it's fake, but I saw Matt Hardy take that exact life on pay-per-view. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> this is true. Anyway. But no one was saying, No! 
<laughs> no, no, no. They were saying finish the story. Finish the match. The finish the match. That was it, yeah. So, why just watch it unfold? <laughs> how can they talk through the telly? Oh, yeah, how question. can they talk through the telly? Why is the camera operator going, right, this is more than your regulation <laughs> pro wrestling scuffle. There's, someone's going to potentially die. What if his head just falls apart? <laughs> what if his neck gets broken? What if the man gets paralyzed? I don't think you should get security. You know how I'm quite pedantic and there's kind of crimes happening in wrestling all the time because they're not sanctioned matches. People are getting beat up. And there's, there's crimes... It's crimes all the time. Right? <laughs> assaults and it's, you know, it's wrestling, so I guess it's, this isn't, this is beyond the pale. You can't be doing that. Mm. So it's a terrible angle. Belongs not in AEW. It's meant to be elite. And the watcher. If you watched your mate or anyone get ostensibly killed or like really, really badly hurt, you're like, you feel horrible. You feel, oh, God. You don't... In the most cliched, room-adjacent, or terrible action movie-adjacent, line-reading of all time, go, no, no, no. You just don't do that unless you're a f***ing hack like Matt Hardy. I was furious watching this. Will, what I'm sorry. You did ask me this. You asked me to Yeah, do I'll this. set this up, yeah. Why does he get bespoke creative? Seven years after this trend, the B-sharps of wrestling, <laughs> seven years after this, why is he getting bespoke creative when you don't get any creative for, like, so many infinitely... The infinitely benched of AEW? Mm. Or, if you're not benched, you're doing... Cody verse pilled eight man tags where you're coexisting with someone you're probably not going to get along with. <laughs> Why is a cinematic compound match happening? Even a good version? This is not a good version. Just to tie a little bow around this rant, I, I, honestly, I watched, I don't get upset about wrestling anymore. I've kind of, and it's sad, uh, you know, and I'll get a hype for the big shows. And maybe the build will intensify ahead of double or nothing and it'll get good again. Mm -hmm. I've accepted that February 2020 is not going to happen again. It's the realistic approach. I'd prefer it. I will always say, oh, they would have done this better in 2020. Because it's a useful frame of reference, mm -hmm. dickheads. But I've accepted that those days are dead and it's really sad. It still shouldn't be this, right? And I don't get annoyed because, I, again, I've accepted that those days are over, right? And I watched this, and I got like, why? What's happened to this company? I used to love this. I used to defend this. I used to say, if this is a bit corny, it'll, they'll come good. It's AEW. Let's not be good. There's a reason why they've done this. Yeah, yeah. there's a reason why they've done this. So they'll come back to this. I haven't got the heart to do that anymore, because I'm watching shit like this. <laughs> Will, what? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Fine. And uh, uh, this is to complete the, th the thing, the thought, the rant. When, can you remember the word stories, like three months ago? Because WWE told one that was halfway good by their standards, mm -hmm. and you had to listen or read on podcasts or, or on Twitter every day. Why can't they tell stories like WWE and the bloodline? And then Matt Hardy comes on, 
Matt Hardy logs on, mm-hmm. and he says in some kind of uh, YouTube channel or some kind of media interview, you know, Tony Khan should tell more stories. It's like, you're a carny. Mm. You're a carny, and you're trying to get your beloved stories three years of stupid contract nonsense, which no one can keep track of. Who's had your contract? Whose contracts have you had? No one cares. Remember when Hangman Page got his earnings for a quarter? <laughs> <laughs> and then nothing happened. And then he didn't like go out on a big spending. He bought the Matt dark Hardy's order. Got private parties contracts. And then, Matt, and then the firm have got his contracts and private parties contracts. Then Andrade had it for a while. Uh, who cares about any of this? No one. Mm. Because I've seen one in the arena, quite hot match, and it was you versus Jack Perry. No one cares about this contract stuff. And then he had to put in the fine print, if we can get Hook to one day wrestle Ethan Page, it'll put an end to this. Like long before Hook got introduced in the story, why would you rest your case on Hook who doesn't care about anything? Mm-hmm. Idiotic. You can unpick this and none of it makes any sense if you can even be bothered, which no one can. So you, I think Tony could, you know, benefit from characters and storytelling. And he hops onto Twitter. Speaking of characters and storytelling, this guy's getting over and he's pointing to a Sayakasti because Sayakasti trends for like a day because he goes, uh, and Kenny Omega's <laughs> ear. Three weeks later, the one time that Sayakasti gets like a hint of microphone time in one of these firm angles on Dynamite, he says three words in a one-line promo, which probably has ten words in it, and then Hardy's going, delete, 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 <laughs> to get his little delete chance because he's an absolute egotist, right? So that's not really getting a Sayakasti over. You're actually talking over a Sayakasti <laughs> with your stupid delete catchphrase, right? And then, see, this is what happens when you tell good stories. You get a Sayakasti over. Well, I'm sorry. He does this big angle where he gets choke slammed on the exposed concrete. Is he getting over, or is all of Twitter, or the few people who can be bothered to talk about it, say. That's the biggest joke I've seen in AEW this far. <laughs> because I tell you what, Matt Hardy's been in this business, what, decades? Mm-hmm. You've forgotten more about it than I'll ever know. All that said, he's not getting Asaya Casti over because Asaya Casti's considered a joke for his involvement in the storyline. He's never even wrestling on TV half the time. He's had the worst Kenny Omega and Young Bucks match since the Elite started as a unit on Rampage, which is a terrible number, by the way. So I don't think the stories matter that much, to be honest. You know what the worst thing is? It's going to pop a number this. Yeah, we're going to preview this on Friday. It's going to pop a number yeah. this. And two things on that. One, it's a novelty. It's a freak show. They do that all the time. It will not pop numbers. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to get an aberration. Oh, what does this shit look like number? Right? And two, at what, co- at what cost? <laughs> at what cost does this get a number? Right? You can get numbers in AEW if you want. Do you want to know how you get numbers, right? You abandon everything good about it as an alternative that doesn't really chase the mass audience. Mm-hmm. You could put John Moxley versus Kenny Omega every single week with a no DQ and count out finish. You could do Chris Jericho versus Kenny Omega like this Wednesday in an impromptu match and people talk about it on Twitter and then you get a number. You can get numbers. You don't book Timothy Thatcher. Not being funny, that's how you get a number. Yeah. You don't do this really slow burn. If you want it to be this 950k, 0.33, future secured, rabbit audience, which just do cool stuff that people like, please continue to do that. I don't want numbers in this company if it means doing things this company shouldn't be doing. And this storyline and that angle is so 
far below the expected standard. Even as cinematic, divisive, whatever. I watched 2016, Hardy Universe, Broken Hardy stuff, and went, eh. there was some decent stuff in there, right? Even that, I would argue, that's not AEW. It's meant to be somewhat tethered to reality, and it's not fantastical. And that was the exact word Hardy said about the upcoming compound match, which, by the way, I will judge on its own merits as and when it happens. It's still filmed. It's still require. It's still going to require so much artifice that this has got nothing to do with AEW for me. And uh, look, I understand that the selling point is the buffet, the range. You get a bit of Joshy, you get some brawling, you get some blood, you get some technical stuff with Timothy Thatcher, you get some blistering trios action, you get some really great selling heavy North American style wrestling with MGF, right? Stupid, dated, cinematic stuff is not bu wrestling buffet stuff. This angle, at least the creeper who missed Dustin Rhodes' head by about three foot. Mm. was some, like, trainee trying to get on telly and basically bluffing his way onto telly by saying, oh, no, I've done some sports, I've got some experience, and, a, you know, a very, very naive management team, like, all right, okay, this guy would just want to get on telly. And they discovered, he should not, he's, we got worked by a, a trainee. Mm -hmm. He should not have been on television. At least they had an excuse. Not AEW, but the, the, the trainee has an excuse for missing Dustin Rhodes by two foot, whatever it was. Because he's not a trained wrestler. Was it Mega? 93 Matt Hardy started? This is a joke and I hated it. And this is the last time I'm going to get this animated. I don't like being a rant guy. I don't want to be one of these idiots who has like full outrage because they're no like... You know who I'm talking about. Mm. Idiots. <laughs> not Alvarez. He can get away with it. Alvarez is, Alvarez is cool. Uh, I don't want to demean myself by being mad online. Mm. I hated this so much. It proved to me, if nothing else, that I do actually care about this company and what it's capable of and what the standard should be because this was so far below it that I, I couldn't believe what I was watching. I have nothing to add mm -hmm. on that, but I just find it interesting that sort of we go into this dynamite where Twitter isn't real. Look at the right? lack of... Sorry. Look at the people <laughs> who aren't getting booked on this show. Look at the people who've been shunted to ROH, which no one gives a toss about on any meaningful scale. Get your priorities in order and start being a little bit less of a mark when it comes to people who've been in this business for a long time because they shouldn't be doing this on national television. Right, yeah. That was kind of going to be my point. Twitter, nobody was kind to it. Like, nobody was kind about this on Twitter at all. Nobody shouldn't have been. Seemed to like this. And Sidgwick's right. I think it'll pop a bit of a number as well. A novelty number, but a number all the same. But on Twitter this week, everybody's been rolling back the AW clock to 2018 with a picture of Cody and the books and Kenny with their arms around each other because the all-in tickets yeah. from Gangbusters, as we kind of thought they would at least. Pre-sales, you know, the, the projected pre-sales sign-ups suggested that we were looking at at least like 20,000, 30,000 and already we're at 36,000 and counting. As we record this, it might already be 40 by the end of next week. It might be 50 and so on. They're starting to suggest that AEW could sell out Wembley Stadium, right? What of those, I understand in terms of podcasts in the UK, we're number one. Ada mm -hmm. Wembley is going to be the number one all-time uh, promoted wrestling show in this country. Is anybody, if we're going to like sort of have that as a cross-section, is anybody listening to this podcast that is also going to All In, going because of Matt Hardy, because of compound stuff, because of things they really liked in 2016? Let us know in the mm. replies to this podcast, like when we tweet I think out. the answer's probably going to be... No! <laughs> 
and that's the point, isn't it? Like the the buffet Sidgwick speaks about is why so many people are invested in AEW full stop and why you want to go to Wembley and have your first taste of AEW as an experience. Finally, the UK gets it, all of that sort of thing. But I genuinely feel like you could lift this angle off the show. Put it in impact. And you would have sold... Put it in NWA. And you would have sold the exact same number of tickets. Yes. I really, truly believe that. I don't think of 36,000 plus people, one person saying, well, Matt Hardy's the deal breaker for me. Like the firm and all of this fun. Like, I hope it... This is the thing, right? If there's a few that you love at the moment, let's just say BCC Elite is your thing and you're in the UK and you've got your all-in ticket and you're like... Oh, I hope a version of that exists by uh, Wembley because I'm. I'd love Danielson. Kenny Omega. Danielson too. That sort of thing. Yeah. Is anybody going? Oh, please, like, let this be a continuation and not the end. Just do Matt Hardy versus Ethan Page in a singles yeah. match at Wembley, please. Nobody's asking. <laughs> Suck Nobody. My kick. Nobody. And there's like similar complaints, I would say, because I feel like this dynamite's got a bit of momentum as a result of the all-in tickets. Yeah. Again, I don't. Twitter's not real life. But AEW should be feeling, like, people within AEW should be feeling pretty high. It's weird. So I got a message from someone who works within Future, not with World Culture. Mm. And he messaged me. He works in America, and he's flying here for All In. What a weird reversal of well, normality that is. Buzz is making that happen. Yeah. And yet, like, I'm just so bowled over by the comparison between All In and SummerSlam 92. Because WWE, in its domestic markets... Was very very soft at the mm-hmm. time. Night night two, like the golden era was gone. Hogan was literally gone. Warrior was tiny. What's that about? <laughs> like, but you come over to the UK and it's this audience that has been into your product for about three or four years and cannot wait to have something that resembles a big show. Like the comparisons are there because we're coming into a dynamite where like none of the buzz really is about this dynamite or about the double or nothing build, which it's been agreed upon has been uneven at best. Uneven at best. But there's tons of buzz around the brand again. Mm. But the buzz is centered around like I'm seeing tweets where like we did it, guys, <laughs> we did it, and it's like that's exactly what people were saying when they fell head over heels in. Like I, I've said this before on podcasts, I have never known people show such loyalty to a brand. Well, hang on, smart people show such loyalty to a brand because loads of people show loyalty to WWE thickos like me, like, <laughs> and then absolute cretins on Twitter, frightening people show loyalty to WWE. Smart the worst people. people. Yeah, the worst. Smart people showed loyalty to AEW. And they showed it again when, like, Brawl Out happened. I've, like, I've never seen such loyalty to, like, and it's the elite specifically, but then it spins out and it goes to Tony Khan, it goes to the Pillars and all the originals. That's back. That feeling is back around wait all Wait Dynamite is a bit uneven tonight. Just, <laughs> just, just wait. Like, I'm personally very excited about Double or Nothing. Like, I'm, really, I'm, I'm still fighting for that show. <laughs> I'm really rooting for it. But... I, dynamite, like as of now, really, what have we got? Like three dynamites left, four dynamites. You'd kind of want this run now to make you forget about. Like the pillars match is going to be confirmed tonight. Omega and Moxley are in the cage next week, so four dynamites left. Four dynamites, including this one, I think. They do have an opportunity off the back of all of this momentum to just sort of do the old South Park. You know, got some shit in your face. Mm. Like, kind of. Sorry, sorry, sorry about that. And just write four great weeks. Yeah, you could do that. You mm. could, you could really nail it from here. 
Well, let's talk about tonight's show, uh, because, Sige, tonight the four pillars collide. This ridiculously overcomplicated way of getting to the Fatal 4-Way finally gets resolved. We've had tournaments, we've had DQs and shenanigans, etc., etc. But it's MJF and Sammy Guevara versus Darby Allen and Jungle Boy. And if Darby Allen and Jungle Boy win, they are added to the title match uh, at double or nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I... How could this one go? Yeah, if the babyface is going to win, the pillars match is happening, that... There's going to be little doubt over the outcome. The interesting part, therefore, is who takes the fall. And it, was it you last week who said it could be MJF? I think time. it should be MJF, yeah. It's been, look, I as a rule, hated when you pin your champions. The fact that they've somehow contrived a situation where both members of FTR got beat in their second and third matches after winning the titles is so bad. Sounds like I need a special guest referee for that match. Yeah, yeah. It's so it just Same. indicates such a lack of thought that they're just leaning very lazily on just really da- dumb established patterns to build matches, which again is another symptom of the bad thing that's creeping over AEW right now. Um, it's a total lack of focus, direction, thought. But there's a good and bad version of everything. Mm-hmm. And MGF taking a fall, maybe it's time. It's He won that title in November. We are now in May. It's a long old time. Yeah. Maybe if the don't if the pin Sammy Guevara when MGF abandons him to heat up their part of the conflict because they're not actually friends. That is another way of doing it. it, but, it but why it, would he do that in kayfabe? Well, why would he in kayfabe? Because he'd rather have a singles match than a four. Yes, I know. But why in kayfabe would he banter off Sammy Guevara? It's because he's such an arsehole. Yeah. Such an arsehole as a character that he cannot, like, not show his true colours. It's, mm-hmm. it's been this way from the start. I'm salt of the earth, I'm salt of the earth, when he feels himself slipping. He could lose his rag with Guevara visibly, and Guevara, or Guevara could abandon him. Well, that's what I was thinking. Ty Conti, Ty Mello, excuse me, said, like, he's, he's an arsehole, he's going to screw you. So at this point, they are telling you through the TV show Sammy Guevara is thick for continuing to trust him. So I did wonder if Sammy would turn on him as a kind of, I want to reduce your chances, even though I know it reduces mine. Yeah. Like, and that'll be his, like, his attempt to kind of fight his way back into this. See, even then it's a bit stupid, it's, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, they've written themselves into a corner with this one. But like, is unless the babyfaces just win clean. I was going to say, or is it as straightforward as just a miscommunication because they're not best, best mates, so they wouldn't... I'd like to think it would be a bit more than that. Yeah. But we shall see. Either way, there'll be a lot of entertainment value in this match. I think they'll do a really, really good job of it. Even if the result's a bit predictable, even if one person can't help but make a bad decision, even inadvertently someone's going to look dumb... I think they'll have a lot of fun here. I think the action will be of a really high standard. Like MGF and Darby Allen are going to do echoes of their prior classic. Like this is should be the ceiling for this is amazing, just as the four way match itself is. But it's just the fluff and the edge lord sludge and the contrivances and all the rest of it. Yeah, there could be loads of nice things to say about this tomorrow. They could just give you something really rewarding, really big from an narrative point of view because the story's been weak. Darby Allen, like all of the miscommunications occur, and then Darby Allen pins MJF with a headlock takeover, and you feel that's good. The, you know, that's the finish. And that is the finish. You feel good again about how much this company cares about the history of these characters. Like, if Jungle Boy gets the win, it's because they want to tell you that he's just as good as the rest. 
He could put Guevara in a snare trap so he can't save him from the headlock takeover. Yeah. Also great. Like, they've just got to show you that they care about the characters and we will again. Because that's all this story's done, is delay what you felt on that first week where they were all cutting pretty good promos. And again, if rankings existed, it would have been as simple as, we've got the same rankings at the same times. I, I can't believe it. What a set of circumstances. And MJF has no choice but to defend against all three. You want to watch it. They've made you want to watch this less over the past few weeks. They can fix that. Matching gear for uh, Jungle Boy and Darby Allen. Jungle Boy comes out on a skateboard or... No, the heels, the, the heels the should heels go. Should. Like some hot pink or something like really... Like a really bright options. orange or like the early MJF colours, that yeah. kind of thing. That MG, the MJF hot pink look from the Fighter Fest Week 1 2020 tag. Oh my God. MJF says, I've got you something. Burberry drugs. I wasn't going to... Even better. Giant panda head with a Burberry scarf on. Ooh. And they come out with the panda heads together. Like, the I eye. loved you from the beginning, Sammy. Like, or you could just give him the panda head. Like, I got your presence. Like, I still perceive you to be yeah. that Remember when you opened weird the, yeah. dork on the cusp of, who's that? <laughs> I like yeah. that. I like that a lot. Uh, the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kenny. Jamini's in Japan. <laughs> There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Uh, we also have a battle royale, a très de meilleur uh, <laughs> trio's battle royale. Today. What? Uh, to determine who's facing the Hezzy Bleggy next. Who have you got? I've got the, Pen- I've got the Lucha Brothers and El Hijo del Vikingo, please. Because yeah, we don't know the exact... It's just a load of trios going yeah, into Yeah, one of them is the yeah, Lucha Brothers and yeah. El Hijo del Vikingo. Is this for I don't know, sense? but just, I don't care. Do it twice. <laughs> Who are the champions? House of Black are the Who champions. Are Buddy Matthews, oh. Alakai Black and Brody King. Buddy Matthews from the Orange Cassidy match. Yeah, I remember those guys. Yeah. Brody King of going 50-50 with the JAS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Undermining all of the work, Kenny. Yeah, we're yes, like a week yes, after, monster. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah, like, I did, I'd forgot they were in it because I was thinking this was the acclaimed and Billy Gunn's double or nothing match. Because, oh, God, I better not be. Because they've got now on. That's not a good reason, but they've got nothing on and they're a hot act. But that's a better match. So that's a significantly better yeah. match, and please do it. Yeah. Pin Penta. I think politically with AAA, they do not want to be pinning Vikingo. Mm. 
In singles, certainly. Oh, the match would be unbelievable. It'd be so good. It'd be absolutely out of this world. I forgot about the... Uh, I sort of just redoing the rounds on Twitter again recently. You remember in the... I'm going to take you to a dark, type, dark place. Pando era. When uh, Orange Cassidy was at the top of the ramp. And Ray Phoenix kicked his fucking head oh, off. Oh, yeah. I like oh, leak and drop yeah. like sidekick. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. good. It just randomly popped up on my Twitter the other day. Yeah. So that... Well, that along with many other reasons, Elio Delvicino as well. Yeah, who's in it? Have you got the list there or not? I don't think there's a. I don't think there's a, oh. a list. It's just all the bloody trios. There's a graphic if you want to go on the AEW yeah, Twitter page. Do you search? There's Elio Delvicino and the Lucha Brothers who have to win. Oh, third of May. Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Uh, oh, there we go. The Trustbusters, probably. I'm losing. QT Marshall, Aaron Solo, and Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> Trust. Um, What's Hobbs doing with them? Still. You've also got uh, Butcher Blade and Kip Sabian. Uh. And uh, Dark Order. They're in it as well. Remember when there was a trios division before the trios belt? <laughs> and you're like, why are there no trios belts? Yeah. And now you're like, why are there no trios? <laughs> What's going on? Come on, tell me. Why is there no tag division either? There's no... It's always... <laughs> on this same podcast, and you're right, you said, there's no trios division, there's no tag division, it's like 100 benched wrestlers. It's odd, man. <laughs> that is weird. It's Cody All version. you think... All of us booking, we came to this... Well, I came to this conclusion on, on the Rampage Wait. preview last week. If you look at, oh, how are these lot going to get along? How did they find themselves in the midst of these heels? And Cody was just, like, tagging with... <laughs> um, Pulled out, what was the random one you pulled out? Pack and Death Triangle. Oh, in the yeah. FTR match. FTR and Malachi and Andrade. Yeah. It's like, why are you hanging out? It's weird. You don't, you don't look like your mates. One of you is like an international playboy and the other one's a goth. <laughs> <laughs> one of you looked like you would have bullied the other one at school. Oh, but you're nobbing the manager that the other one had in WWE. <sighs> <laughs> All the booking in AEW in 2023, outside of the MJF, the Elite and the BCC, virtually all of it is Cody versus Pilled, just mm-hmm. without Cody, who mm-hmm. is the star that you need. Selling He's the biggest draw in the business. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, man, what's going on? <coughs> Ricky Starks versus Juice Robinson. Oh. Wasn't that excited the first time when Jay White put an end to it? Oh, yeah. I think Ricky Starks is going to win. Mm. And then after the fact, Jay White's going to be none too pleased and beat him up. It's uh, I don't care about this. I've said it. All along, I'll repeat it again. Jay White versus Ricky Starks is a bit of matchmaking. Mm. The most calculated counter-expert versus the most like emotional guy who can just find himself manipulated by a master chess player because he's so highly impulsive and emotional as his character. He can emote this all very well. Great bit of matchmaking, bland bit of booking. Like, not to single out... Juice Robinson for criticism, but has he yet had a match in AEW no. that you remember? No, not no. Even, like he had the worst Derby TNT title defense. The bad Moxley. He had match. the worst Moxley match. And think of the standard of 2022's John Moxley's oeuvre. The standard, like, <laughs> took Mike, me a second. Mike, how do you pronounce it? No, I, I just, I, I wasn't looking, and I thought you just all the air had just left your body. Better. <laughs> Mike Bennett versus Darby Allen was like a mini masterpiece for a TV match. Oh my God. Darby Allen versus Juice Robinson was not. Mm. Like he's badly underwhelmed in the ring. Maybe he just needs his confidence and this kind of snarky dickhead burying his performance level is not going to help that one bit. But he's not impressed. And if 
thing is, though, he used to be such a great promo, such a great character, and his matches weren't amazing, except they felt like they were because the emotion and the character was there. Faces, that's why. Exactly, I, yeah. I've never rated him that much as a heel compared to how, like, New Japan got him over as a babyface. You need... And how he got himself over as oh, a babyface. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to do blow-away matches in AEW. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're Matt Hardy. <laughs> <laughs> um, Starks has got that problem, too. Starks was having blow-away match after blow-away match, and that's dissipated a bit. Like, Shouldn't have been a bit of a dick on the mic against Chris Jericho that first week. It's a bit soured on him, then. I've still got, I've still got faith in Ricky Starks. I'm with you. Not I think it's the Jay White thing where it's, it's that NXT takeover compromise, isn't it? That'd be great on the night. Yeah, Dad, yeah. Dad have arrived at Jay White and Ricky Starks. Maybe Action Andretti can come out and help his mate. Who? <laughs> <laughs> He's still kicking about on Rampage or anything. Have I missed I Action Andretti? Yes. Because well, obviously, yeah, Sean Spears is like, "How was your friend all all along?" Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tony's like, I already had a friend who was Action Andretti. Can I have a new one. <laughs> Rubbish. <laughs> uh, let's talk about this eight man. JAS, without Chris Jericho, obviously, versus, I still can't believe I'm reading Roderick Strong's name on this list. It's madness. Adam Cole, Roderick Strong, Orange Cassidy, and Bandido. <sighs> that's that's cool. I like this. Uh, it's it's Cody versus Pilled Booking. Uh, why are these hanging about? Why are they knocking about with each other? <laughs> But they're it's all going to wear sunglasses. It's a good and bad version of everything, and there is a good and bad version of Tony Khan doing Cody vs. Pill booking in 2023, like well over a year removed from Cody Rhodes just leaving. And this is pretty cool. A baby face is win, and they hopefully do Roderick Strong versus Daniel Garcia. Oh, oh my god! Like that. Baby faces win. Bandido has a go. At Adam Cole's bit. And then Orange Cassidy gives Adam Cole some shades and they make friends. And Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy shades. When they hug to, to make up for it. Yeah. They do the echo, that weird spot. You know, that yeah. really weird finish where oh, yeah. Adam Cole had to pretend to be ensnared yeah. when he wasn't. They could do an echo, like they do a, and everyone go, throw back to that goated moment. It wasn't goated. You're allowed to admit sometimes that AEW was bad sometimes. Losers. But the side by sides will be straight out there, won't they? Oh, right. Next to each other. All right, 3,000 likes. I could get those. Do you think... Fair to go for inside. Don't want them. Do you think there's any chance... That I could tweet right now. I could tweet in... Oh, sorry. Uh, I've gone the wrong way. One second. In eight days. No. It's not nine days. I'm sorry. I teed you up for the button. Nine days! Eight days, sorry. Keeps you a good joke. <laughs> I could tweet after... Kenny Omega and John Moxley probably have their best match yet. No one does it like Kenny Omega. And I get, like, I think about four figures and the like. I could come up with a really good reason as specifically why that was a great Kenny Omega performance and a great detail. He likes Kenny. I like it. Oh, my God. Like, what a, what a tweet. <laughs> Honestly, I hate it. Gone off wrestling, mate. <laughs> is there any any scenario? And I, d- I don't want to suggest this if he's not ready to come back. It's pure speculation. Big E, you coming to AW? <laughs> I realise. Yeah, I say that all the time when it comes to E. Uh, that Jericho comes out the numbers game. Who could possibly save Adam Cole and Roderick Strong? Kyle O'Reilly. Hopefully, I'd love that. I'd love that. Yeah. Just I don't know. It feels like 
But I think if you do that, and then you get the Jericho Cole singles match, you're gonna go. Thanks, Tony. I want the Undisputed Era. And I mean, <laughs> folks, where's the lie? Strong, mood. And Strong and O'Reilly were the best tag team combination in the Undisputed Era. And there's an FTR match there that would kick ass. There is. So if he is Tony on his Khan way back, hopefully. Tony Khan is getting a bit insulting. Another FTR acclaimed where you missed months of a tag division. You had to endure months of Dax Harwood on Twitter with this meta piss build. <laughs> Because he was too much of a coward to just do a babyface versus babyface match and trust that would both like them equally after the fact. Bit of a coward now, Tony. His cowardice is defining my increasing disillusionment with his promotion. Can't say no to Matt Hardy. Can't do babyface versus babyface matches. Uh, can't do a match without someone interfering and protecting my hero. <laughs> <laughs> My hero, specifically. Like he's got his favourites as heels and baby faces. What's this, Tony? Is he's like, yeah, your top ten, who's in line for the next push? No, it's my power ten right now. Power ten I'm heroes. Gonna, I'm going to update the rankings as soon as I get home. As you would bloody update the rankings. <laughs> Been the same since last bloody summer. Who should I invest in? There's too many, and that's why I don't do the rankings anymore. I used to love that. It's Derby, an ever-present in these rankings. That must mean he's going to get the TNT title. Great, he's won the TNT, TNT title. He's awesome. Who's that now? Bandido? Who, who knows? <laughs> How much of a piss boiler? Who, I don't know anymore. How much of a piss boiler for the dynamite side would it be if Collision brought back the rankings? Fresh start. New records. Collision only. Do you know who did not like the rankings? Not the punker. The punker. Did he not? I, was not sure. uh, I think in the sessions, um, just after the first dance, he was like, I'm not sure about the rankings. I remember when Goldberg went 175 nil when it didn't when he didn't really he was weary of the rankings. But his whole arc was framed around like the rankings. Yeah, like, I've got to like keep t- winning. It's almost like it? Tony Khan booked it. <laughs> it's great. It's because like we both know it's going to get like six weeks of good numbers. Then that's okay. I don't know. It's like where's all the viewers gone? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oddly enough, but not interesting. CM Punk botching his way through a match with uh, Tony Nees. <laughs> I, I love punk and he does botch but I'm just being salty for the third week in a row because we've got a rotating cast of 12 yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's only 11 people want to work with it. speaking of uh, this week it's Bowhouse <laughs> House <laughs> and then it's first, and then next week it's CM Punk versus Odax Harwood <laughs> for, the four, Every, for the fourth time in three months. It's like the WWE three out of uh, two out of three falls era the collision every match is a best of seven series yeah yeah Sam Punk this week will fight Cash Wheeler. Isn't he also in his trio? Yeah, yeah, don't ask questions. <laughs> don't ask questions, just consume product. They're all going to do the Battle Royal at the end. Meat raffle in the middle. <laughs> Finally, uh, we're going to talk about the outcasts. They're targeting Willow Nightingale. It's Soraya versus Willow this week, and hopefully more developments with this. Yeah, I think at the end of a match, which should be good because you've got a, someone the audience really doesn't like versus someone they really do. Yes. If nothing else, this should be a rare hot women's match. And I'd say that's because the women don't know how to wrestle. I'm saying it's because AEW treats them like an afterthought. I think at the end of this, right, the outcasts are going to come in. They're going to do something they shouldn't have Willow Nightingale, rough her up a little bit in the post-match. Gonna kind of uh, spray out. Uh, spray paint. You know the little ball bearing that's in it. That's what I'm trying to do with my tongue. <laughs> 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 spray a big old L on her back and then 
The doctor will see you now. Outcast versus Homegrown's Brawl. Alright, what's going to go on next week? Well, I think we'll do uh, <laughs> Dr. Britt Baker versus Tony Storm again. And repeat. Soraya's winning. Yeah. She's never wrestled on Dynamite before, has she? Yeah, she has an attack. Oh, a singles match. Is it a bit of history? This is her first singles match on Dynamite. Feels like sure, it sure is. She's had a bad one before. Sky Blue. Ah, yeah, you're right. So there's no history. Either. <laughs> Never mind. Just trying to find some prestige in this. There is none. Oh, one last thing to do. It's time to play the game. Time to play the game. Might as well get her involved now. <laughs> Bring her in. Get her. She'll be on collision. I sure like. Punk is a massive team bad fan. That's what we learned. That's what yes, because he linked up with Tamina at Raw, of course, and he responded to Sasha Banks to say, "All right, then, Big Phil, come to Impact," and he did. <laughs> what was he doing? We're doing some random backstage, or like playing Uno or something. Do I hear about this? Is this true? Ah, I've right. lost interest. He doesn't hang out with Evil Uno. Someone Evil Uno hangs Twitter out with another guy. Made a salient point. He is diminishing his return pop and buzz. I don't think it's going to be a last dance deal. I just think he's going to be. They're going to announce it. Yeah, I just I think they're. Do you think he's going to? Come out and do like a work shoot promo. It's like all I'm saying is, I'm saying is, I'm sorry, everyone, and I'm here to make friends and then make enemies next month on pay per view. Like, and they're just going to try and weave it into their work. And we know now that he's there's some truth to it because he's been going and shaking hands and kissing babies and admitting at last that he was the I'm not owned, I'm not owned guy with the Miz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. CM Corncorp. CM Corncorp. Sorry, Miss. <laughs> Bye, Miss. <laughs> After twenty seconds of an interaction. Before we get to the uh, name of the game, though, Stitch, what's the uh, what's the aim of the game? The aim of the game is to identify to the correct hour, minute, and second the first time you hear the first note of the first woman's entrance theme to arrive on Dynamite for the single obligatory token match. The cumulative effect of which necessitating the playing of this game is total apathy between performance and audience. And it's a disconnect that is growing increasingly depressing. And if you win this game and just nail it to the second, it'll become apparent that, you know, this is an issue after all. And there's a rhyme, a shorter rhyme, if you can't remember all of that spiel, and it goes as follows. Just remember, guys, when the women come out to play, the main event ain't too far away. That's the aim of the game. And the name of the game is, well, this is ladies' name, I'm thinking, oh, what a night. Ah. Ladies' night. Thanks as always. I'm really hungry. To uh, <laughs> to Adam Blair at Adam Wilson for and Jose Palomares at the Ho Eleven who've taken care of the um, data for all this. Uh, another win for Sidgwick last week. Yeah. Five correct so far this year. Five correct for Michael Hamflet. Just the one for me. <laughs> but um, I like it when Sidge wins the most because I know that next week we get well Sidge guesses first, but also we get a bit of a sneak peek as to as to how the show is mm. going to sound. Uh, thanks to a close personal friend of, of Michael Sidgwick's. Uh, yeah, two seconds. It's weird that you said the friends, because I've never seen Sidgwick in his likes. Thank God. I don't <laughs> post pictures of my arse at the gym. By the way, uh, shout out. <laughs> That's what he usually likes. Shout out to Mark Willis, who's created a little uh, little jingle. 
which we'll save for the Rampage preview. I've not forgotten Mark. He just sent it to me anticipating a Rampage review. And uh, unfortunately, because of the bank holiday, uh, we couldn't didn't get chance. And uh, <laughs> that flipping king of ours is, is ruining next week's Rampage review. Oh, no. So the four pillars is going to go on last. And uh, I think that... Um, boom, let's go with nine. Some of that cock in a flash of line. Uh, boom, 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 dynamite. Where's the knife? No daft. Where's the knife? You know what that means. Saturdays can't come soon enough unless you're going to get Mauro Ronaldo to take my job. This has been manifested all over Twitter. Stop doing that. These things sometimes happen. Ah. <laughs> uh, 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 I think that's going to be in the ring for the trios match, so I can't give you a rendition. Um, uh, later on. Uh, one hour! <laughs> Hungry and tired. <laughs> Get me some biscuits. Uh, give me the layout, Jim. Uh, later on. <laughs> later on, I'm hungry. One hour. I think they'll give the pillows some time. 18 minutes and 24 seconds. To declare. Go <laughs> <laughs> move on. Uh, <laughs> Amazon in distress, and that's all the women. Saving by the men. Zero hours. Why? Oh, because sometimes I do it second to fool you into thinking it's different. And it isn't. <laughs> what was it last week? Zero hours, 25 minutes, and two seconds. Uh, what did he say, Sitch? One hour, 18.24. Oh, I'm not going to go 120 then. That's bad Just form. Just do it. Do what you think it's going to be. Yeah, one hour. Five each between you two. One hour, 21. <laughs> and one hour, 19. And six and seconds. For no reason. There we go. Now, quite the spread there. Let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter, at WhatCultureWWE. Thanks, as always, to Adam Blair and Jose Palomar as you uh, take care of the... Um, Dada! ...for all this. And uh, <laughs> let us know your thoughts ahead of tonight's show, as I said, at WhatCultureWWE. Why should they take a vote? for the week? You got a bit wrong. It's like your mind was elsewhere or something, so Will Bond left the gap and you're like, uh, this business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> We need the proof. Sometimes <laughs> when you point to me, you go, yeah, the thing. And I'm like, I don't know what the thing is. There's too many things. People would think at this point, like after five years, whatever, is like sophisticated system of nods and winks. Well oiled, well oiled machine. <laughs> Half the time, we point at each other and the other one's saying, No! No, no, no! That's staying. What you need to do, Willborn, is. Pay attention, please. <laughs> and then. <laughs> And then you never start what I'm getting at. Uh, you can follow Michael Hamflet on Twitter at Michael Hamflet. Follow Michael Sidgwick at M Sidgwick. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts. If you wondered what this. Pay attention, please. From check out, the, uh, <laughs> check out the NXT review from earlier on today. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Dynamite, review tomorrow will drop into your feed as soon as it is released. But for now, it's been Dynamite Preview. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we. 
We'll see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.